Alas has long advised its firms to preclude their lawyers from sending text messages about client matters unless absolutely necessary. Today, we will explore the ethical implications of our position. We're joined by Ken Landis, Vice President and Senior Loss Prevention Counsel at Alas. Ken, welcome. Thanks, Terry. Ken, why has this been our standard advice? Several reasons. Text messages don't typically travel through the firm's network. Therefore, texts lack the data security protections that are built into the firm's email system. Also, texts are notoriously terse, inherently informal, frequently off-color, and universally misspelled. They don't invite the level of nuanced thought that one expects in a memo or even an email. They also rarely make their way into the client file. And if they make it into the client file at all, they do so only because the lawyer took the time to think about the communication and then took the steps necessary to preserve it, not because of a regular, systematic, and firm-wide process of saving and filing those communications. Sounds like our position is well-founded. Absolutely. And in fact, we did some due diligence with our firm to confirm it. We found that most firms continue to discourage the use of text messages. For their lawyers who find it necessary to text their clients from time to time, these firms stress that messages should be used only for ministerial communications and not for some sort of legal advice. And we found that should a lawyer need to send a substantive text message, our firms advise them to screenshot the message and send it to the firm's document management system so it can be made part of the file. Now, despite those shortcomings, we understand that lawyers and clients want to communicate with each other by text. And at many firms, we have the impression that no one really knows whether their lawyers are using text to communicate. Right. So in light of those pressures and ongoing developments in technology, we thought it was a good time to revisit this issue. And I'd like to do that by discussing two related topics, the use of native applications included in mobile devices and the use of third-party applications. All right, let's talk about texting apps and lawyer smartphones. Sure, Terry. Now, we all know that smartphones have built-in text capabilities. Indeed, for many people, that's one of the key purposes, if not the key purpose, of the phone. But the limitations on the built-in features on these devices are fairly obvious. First, there's no easy way to archive those messages to the client file. In fact, the messages are not stored anywhere in the firm's data systems. And second, the basic text function is a crude tool. It has little or no ability to accommodate threads or subtopics within a discussion, or to share documents, or to flag entries for special attention by a member of a group chat. Are there ways to fix any of these problems? Now, to some extent, there are. There are software products that, as we understand it, permit the user to download text messages to their computers. But this is where I need to state a caveat. We are not going to endorse any particular product or products here today. We are simply stating that we know of several products out there designed to do the things that we're going to discuss. These products are easy to find, research, and analyze whether they're right for you. But, of course, your firm will have the final say on whether you can use them. Got it. Would you list a few? Sure. Here goes, and again, in no particular order. There's a company called Wide Angle Software that offers something called Touch Copy, which allows you to transfer text to your computer, including the date and time the entries were received. SMS Backup Plus 
permits you to backup messages and do a conversation view on Gmail. iMazing offers a backup software package that allows you to export text and attachments to your computer. Decipher's text message runs directly on your computer, not on your phone, and lets you save messages, print them out, and export them to PDF format. And PhoneView lets you save and print messages. But again, we have not researched these particular products, and there are no doubt other similar products that we haven't even mentioned here. Understood. So what's all this mean? So what it means is that a firm could theoretically address the difficulty of archiving text messages by using one of these products. A lawyer could, for instance, create a new group text for each matter she's working on that includes all the team members and the client representatives. Then, she could use that thread for day-to-day communications, and the lawyer could navigate a method by which the backups of that thread would be automatically forwarded to the appropriate client file. This might fix the file hygiene concerns by ensuring that the communications are preserved and stored in the correct client file. But what it doesn't do is address the fundamental limitations in the text format itself. Still, it seems to us that the limitations in the native text functions, even augmented by the software products we just discussed, are serious enough to preclude using text messages as a real tool for detailed business communications. What about other options? Well, there are third-party messaging applications. These include WhatsApp, Viber, Messenger, Slack, WeChat, Snapchat, BlackBerry Messenger, and Microsoft Teams. Some of these products provide a mechanism for teams to communicate with each other, much like email. And some also permit the user to create separate channels to discuss particular topics or tasks, reply privately to a post, or tag a team member in a post to ensure that they see it. Additionally, Some have capabilities like file sharing, scheduling, management tools, and integration with other services, such as cloud storage. Anything else? One final thought on this issue. If your firm is considering any of these options, you should involve your IT folks. They may have thoughts about ways that the firm itself can set up internal protocols for downloading texts into appropriate firm databases. Could this really work for law firms? Maybe. Using one of these products, a firm could create a workspace for each legal matter and add team members and possibly client representatives. Within a litigation matter, for example, you could then create a channel for discovery, one for a motion to dismiss, another for trial preparation, and so forth. And some of these products claim that their default mode is to store data indefinitely and that authorized users can download the data for storage as they please. So what's the conclusion here? Well, it seems that these third-party apps are powerful enough to resolve most, if not all, of our concerns about the medium. First, they seem to offer sufficient data security. Second, client file maintenance might be enhanced when compared to traditional email because these communications would be created and stored within threads dedicated to particular matters. And third, these platforms don't seem to discourage longer messages in the same way that texts do. So, the communications don't need to be so cryptic. Any hesitations? There is at least one serious impediment for these third-party apps. Right now, the market is far too fractured for a law firm to declare that one platform is the best and that it will only use that product. We suspect that we will begin to see firm clients asking their lawyers to communicate with them over particular apps. We don't think that firms will want to tell their clients that they'll be happy to communicate with them using a messaging app, but only if it's their firm-approved app. Firms will likely want to use whatever platforms their clients choose. 
Any concerns with that? Well, you know, so long as those platforms adequately address our fundamental concerns about security, file integrity, and the ability for robust communication, we think that firms should at least be open to that idea, subject, of course, to appropriate documentation with the client. If the firms want to pick their own platform, they'll need to do their own due diligence on data security, just as they would with any other third-party vendor that receives client confidential information. Now, I'd also like to state if any firms disagree with what we're saying here, we'd love to hear from you. But you really do need to remember, and this is very important, basic text messaging is still a very bad way to communicate with clients, and firms should hold the line there. For those lawyers with clients who insist on it, firms should explore all their options to ensure that they capture those messages and file them appropriately. Great. Thanks for the analysis, Ken. My pleasure. Until next time, I'm Terry Garland, and this is The Portable Ethics Lawyer. This podcast is provided for educational purposes to assist lawyers in avoiding ethics violations, malpractice suits, other professional liability claims, and management liability claims. This podcast does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. The recommendations contained in this podcast are not necessarily appropriate for every lawyer or law firm. In determining the best course of action, lawyers should consider the applicable legal authorities and all relevant facts and circumstances. Copyright 2019 by Attorneys Liability Assurance Society. All rights reserved.